Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is Garage Logic Podcast number 99. I guess we'll make it to 100. Yeah. Mm. Feb 14, 2019, uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, it was 25 below on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. That's one. You get two. Yeah, that is one. You get two. I do not get two. two. You get two. What? Twenty five below on eighteen seventy five. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, you used them up. Then you're done. You're you done. You serious. cannot play it again today. You, you and I'm serious. As, you may as well go home. Why go did home. you? Why did you tell me to play it again, dummy? I did not tell Kenny you. Kenny did. Kenny's like the devil. Play it again, quick. See what happens. Fifty degrees in eighteen. Damn it. Fifty degrees in eighteen eighty two. And now, from you're the done. mayor's you're office, done. above the boathouse cool. on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense. Happy Valentine's Day. Since he he left the room. Happy Valentine's Day. Where did he go? Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, at some point during today's podcast, yes. I'm going to tell you about my dream I had this morning. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no you cannot talk about that you dream. You are messed up, dude. <laughs> He's back in studio, folks. Only played it twice, and that's all I get to play. No, Kenny alerted me to this. I read the paper thoroughly, and I'm embarrassed to say I missed this. And I wanted to get the paper to see what page this story was buried on. Oh, uh, yeah. I got today's Star Tribune. I'm four, on page... Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm on page five. Nothing yet. Just a minute. Now Bear with me. 90, you'll find this very interesting. Oh, this is amazing. Loof the story is getting more amazing by the moment. We have to go to page A9 in today's Star Tribune. A9. And you get this. Bingo. Students not at fault inquiry finds. A diocese arranged investigation found... That students from Covington Catholic High School did not instigate an encounter with an American Indian man in Washington, D.C., and that they did not make racist remarks, according to findings from the investigation firm. Video showed Covington Catholic students reacting to an ill, uh, to an Indian elder, Nathan Phillips. Phillips said his path was blocked by one of the students shown in videos, but the student, Nick Sandman, said he and his classmates did nothing wrong. Page 9, one paragraph. How long was that story on the front wow. page of the newspaper? At least a week. That's all you need to know about the modern news gathering institution. It's unbelievable. It was buried on the ninth page. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, not only uh, under was, under a story about that perennial candidate Lyndon LaRouche died. Right, ninety six or something. Uh, ninety six years old. Students not at fault. Inquiry finds page nine a one paragraph. One. Wow. 
paragraph. It should have been on the front and uh, at least below the fold. At Rook, least. Rook, I'm testing CNN right now just to see oh, if you're that's not, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you won't find it there. Go it. to the Cincinnati Inquirer okay. on the big screen and get me the front page of today's Cincinnati Inquirer. Because that's where these kids live, essentially. is Wherever their school is in Kentucky is essentially a suburb of Cincinnati. That is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Inquirer is spelled with an E, Matthew. That's right. Come on, you can do it, Rook. It's, it's got to be quicker than this, so I'm a bad waiter. Well, I know. You're, can you wait seven seconds? No, I can't. Now go to Inquirer. Cincinnati uh, Inquirer. I'm looking at it now, and I'm not seeing it. Oh, God help me. But with all newspaper websites, it's loaded. Right there. You, there it is. Now, uh, hopefully I'm going to see there Remember, online. Remember, I have a, I'm I'm a, a now mallet hit, finger. Hit, hit that, please. Hit that. Hopefully I'm going to see their online front page. Uh, the circle of thought is moving and circling, chasing its tail. Uh, Coach Thousands Enquirer, Ocino, Bengals Pay, Longtime Valentine Showboat. I'll scroll down. Uh, keep going. Scroll down. Uh, it's still thinking, so it's going very the slow. The wheel of thought is turning. Uh, that's disappointing. It's 47 degrees in Cincinnati. What's the temperature supposed to That's be? That's because uh, of global warming. Uh, I, uh, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. It's not. Stop. I mean, don't go so fast that okay. I can't read it. Uh, you would think if anywhere it would be played prominently, it would have been in Cincinnati. Or even at least on the right side not where they there. have their drop down. Not there. I got to talk to you about money today. I know how to spend it. I don't know how to you hold mean, uh, on to Delta it. Delta Airlines giving uh, $100 million back to its employees? $1.3 billion. The national debt has passed $22 trillion wow. and continues to grow. <laughs> it's exploded over the last decade. According to the Associated Press, some budget experts worry that the increasing national debt could make it harder for the government to respond in the event of future financial crisis. The federal deficit is the amount that the government spends in a year beyond what it brings in. This number and the interest that builds up on the national debt are what raises the national debt overall. Under the Obama and Trump administrations, the government has seen an increase in spending that has outmatched revenue. The U.S. federal deficit hit $780 billion in 2018. That means that these irresponsible adult children, be they Republican or Democrat, spent $780 billion more than they collected in tax revenue. Oh, my God. It's expected to be $897 billion this year. Wow. Next year, the U.S. Treasury Department expects it to pass $1 trillion and stay there for the next four years. The only time the federal deficit has passed $1 trillion in a single year before was between 2009 and 2012 when the government was issuing bailouts and trying to counter the effects of the recession. Okay, so that sort of answers my question, which was, will we ever, ever pay it down? Will it ever be at zero? Ever? And the answer is no. No, no. no. It, but the more important question is, at some point, won't this have an impact on American life? At some point, you can't. What's, you what's can't the, I mean, what's the uh, interceding? Uh, right, there, there will come a point where it won't work anymore. So we're okay at twenty-two trillion. We're okay at twenty-two trillion. Are we going to be okay at forty-two trillion? Do you remember when it first surfaced that we had 
the, the budget and the deficit crisis. How long ago was that? 20 years ago? Rook, go to the big screen and search for when was the last time the United States had zero debt. I'm going to guess it was... I, I don't know. Mid-90s, I, early I, 90s. I, and you've gotten to $22 trillion since the mid-90s? And, and that's, that's, I guess, my point. If, if we continue to spend this irresponsibly, Joe, you had asked, when is this going to impact life for the modern American? I think it already has, oh! don't you? You're kidding. January 8th, 1835... All the big political names in Washington gathered to celebrate what President Andrew Jackson had just accomplished. A senator rose to make the big announcement. Gentlemen, the national debt is paid. That was the one time in U.S. history when the country was debt-free. Thomas Jefferson took a boatload of hate for (laughs) buying the uh, what we called the Louisiana Purchase, the rest of the United States, because he spent so much money, even though he bought that for, you know, a song. January 8th, 1835. It lasted exactly one year. 35 years later, the national debt was paid off. And it's never been paid off since? Never. Never. Wow. May I go uh, continue to go through the money? Uh, Amazon paid no federal taxes this year for the second (laughs) year in a row. Who do they think they are, the NFL? Right. The world's largest online retailer, which is worth $795 billion, earned a record, and the printer let me down. Uh, my point, Amazon made $16.8 billion in profits over the past two years, but have paid zero income taxes. In fact, it got a $269 million tax refund. What are your thoughts on that? I, 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 uh, I think that's wrong. Yeah. I'm a free enterprise guy, and you know what they're going to do? They're going to tell me everything we did was legal. Then simplify the damn taxes. Yeah. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. It's not the first time Amazon has drawn scrutiny for its tax practices. Last year, the company drew in more than $5.6 billion in profits but paid no federal income tax. Unbelievable. Largely attributable, attributable to excess stock-based computer or, uh, something deductions and... and uh, at the same time, Bezos, the richest person in the world with an estimated net worth of God knows what, uh, is facing heat in New York City for his company's plans to build a second uh, headquarters in Long Island City. It was uh, announced this morning that they well, are not that's going the to. Next, that's oh. the next money deal. I, I, I'm embarrassed that I, I was on board back when uh, Amazon announced it was looking yeah, yeah, yeah. for a city. Right. To build a second headquarters. Right. We you wanted the Ford site, right? Uh, yeah. And I said, let's get in on this. Uh, and, and smarter people than me, which is hard to believe because they were basically Democrats. Uh, <laughs> they were wise to not try to give Bezos everything free. And what was their reasoning that you recall? We couldn't, we did, couldn't afford it. Okay. Why should this Lothario... As we now know them, why why should the taxpayers pay in the in the case of the New York City presumed location? Why was New York going to be on the hook for three billion dollars in tax incentives? And what people fall for is, well, I'm going to bring you twenty five thousand high paying jobs. Mm-hmm. I don't. Why is that the obligation of a taxpayer uh, to to provide that? Uh, Those high paying jobs, though, all all of that income is taxed, right? Would the comeback uh, so that, that's from how they look at it? Would right? the comeback though from Amazon be, 
Well, if you're going to start charging us debt, are they powerful enough to just move operations to a different country? Well, I, I don't know. They can do anything they want. The city and state, New York, came up with $3 billion in subsidies for one of the world's richest companies, infuriating local opponents, including State Senator Michael Gennaris, the deputy majority leader. Como, the governor, last week ripped Gennaris for his opposition, accusing him of committing political malpractice. The company thanked both Como and Blasio, saying they worked tirelessly to promote the project, and the company said it would abandon the search for its uh, search for a site for its new campus, dubbed HQ2. They're bailing out. We do not intend to reopen the HQ2 search at this time. We will proceed as planned in Northern Virginia and Nashville, and we will continue to hire and grow across our 17 corporate offices and tech hubs in the U.S. and Canada, the statement said. Uh, I, I'm. There's a school of thought out there that, you know, Alexandria, Occasional Cortex, and, and uh, some of these other lefties are behind this this refusal mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, kowtow to Bezos, I, I think Bezos is a is a thief, as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's evident with the numbers you just had, and, and then and he doesn't pay any taxes. His company doesn't pay any taxes. Right. Okay, he's so got if that he, extra money's there. Where does it go? He's got uh, he's the, got a building full of attorneys that enable him not to pay taxes. But you're right. If it is legal, we need to change the loopholes because if you make that amount of money, you should pay taxes. You should pay taxes. Do you hear any politician from either side of the aisle talking about this, that Amazon didn't pay any federal taxes? I've never heard that. This is the first Do you hear anyone talking about we have a $22 trillion debt? Nope. They're adult children. No, we're ta- you're right. They're adult children. Wait, wait. When they're running... If if the other party is in office, they will talk about. But that's only in uh, October and November when they're when they're running for office. And oh, you know that you know darn well why they don't talk about these adult issues. They're boring. Voters don't care. Or the, the, the voters are confused. They don't understand it. They zone out. They're not paying attention. How about here at home? What do you got on the uh... Minnesota legislative auditor says two state agencies must share the blame for the troubled rollout in 2017 of a new driver's license and vehicle registration system. A report released today, Thursday, Feb 14, Valentine's Day. Uh, You said twice, and I'm going to adhere to that. I don't know what you're says uh, (laughs) the hundred million in nine years. Devoted to developing the Minnesota's licensing and registration system should have been sufficient to successfully complete the project. It blames leaders at the Department of Public Safety and Office of Minnesota Information Technology Services. What's Walls want? He wants another $16 million. This'll If you give me just 16 Dayton said the same thing. And well, that'll take care of it. Just give me some more. We'll, we'll fix it. Uh, Ben Lawrence has been plagued with problems since his rollout two years ago. There have been pieces of information that we have struggled to receive, and we are working through that now, Judy Randall with the Minnesota Legislative Auditor's Office said. System outages and slowdowns are among the issues Min Lars has faced since its launch. Uh, Department of Motor Vehicle officials say they are still working within a 120-day window for driver's licenses. However, they also reported they are running out of money to fix the system. Last month, a routine Minlars meeting became heated after the legislative auditor himself stepped up to testify. Jim Noble said it was the first time in 35 years he had to subpoena a state agency to get information. Let's make a note to try to have Jim Noble's on. All right. I saw information about a potential data breach, Noble said. I was not given that information, and I ended up sending a subpoena to the department. 
A special review with lawmakers is expected later today. And they're already saying, give us some more money. Wow. They have screwed it up for nine years. They've already spent 100 mil. And Walls wants, he wants more. He wants more. Uh, was that a fun money segment? Oh, boy. Yeah, very depressing. The whole rollout of that system, too, was completely screwed up. Well, they shoved the whole thing yeah. out there and made these uh, these employees start dealing with this brand new program. And every single employee I talked to when I went in there said, you know, if they would have done it just a little bit of it at a time, a little bit of a time, we would have been able to troubleshoot. We would have been able to tell them what's wrong with it. But no. That's the, exactly what Jasinski said when he mm-hmm, came in here in mm-hmm. studio. He said the exact same thing Kenny just did. Mm-hmm, it, yeah. it just, it, it, it was. It was forced down their throats. Yeah. You know what will help you husband your money? Federated Insurance. They take this seriously. They'll customize the coverage you need because that's how they treat businesses and industries. They offer casualty, life, disability income to businesses and select industries. Their marketing reps are the best in the business because they get to know you, and that allows them to customize the coverage you need. Driving, for example, they'll talk to you about auto liability. If you're worried about a cyber attack, and who wouldn't be in these strange times we live in, they'll talk to you about data compromise coverage. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Get in touch with a Federated Insurance Marketing Rep to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive because they're Federated. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. And happy Valentine's Day to everyone. the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine joe Souchere. all right happy valentine day whoa what did i tell you whoa 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 i think you said twice happy valentine day no twice every time we come back it's a new new segment so we're gonna freshen it up right reavers that's That's the way i interpret that go home matthew twice you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong twice meant twice for the entire show you are the sole reason he screams like a madman before the show starts. It's mm-hmm. all about you and how you... D- I'm surprised you haven't had a heart attack or your brain hasn't exploded, Mr. Mayor, the way he treats you. Are you, you. sure? <laughs> that was not Happy Valentine Day. I'm sorry for laughing, right. Joe. <laughs> See, you allow him to entertain you, and yes. that's the mistake Thank you, Kenny. you make. Thank you. That's, that's Thank on you. us. That's on and us. that, Kenny, that story you told before... That's disgusting. Oh, my dream. I've no, got to no, tell yeah, you guys not, this. Not right now. We don't have time. Uh, Rook, uh, Tim uh, Burke wants to know if you have a book coming out on Amazon, speaking of those dreadful curs at Amazon. I noticed that Amazon is selling a new cookbook called That's the Spice by Matt Mikulski. What? Seriously. Spelled conventionally? Yeah. Uh, given Rookie's obsession with food, I have to assume that he is now moonlighting as a cookbook author. If so, I would like to help his budding career by offering some suggested titles for the next books in his culinary seas- uh, series. Please. One, Cooking with Crazy Bread. Two, <laughs> Basting with Bourbon. Yes. And three, Comfort Foods for a Night in the Hammock. I've <laughs> <laughs> never done that. Just leave him in the hammock. It's fine. <laughs> Whoa! That's the spice. That's spelled the same, isn't it? Originally it, published in September. Isn't that the same spelling as your name? Yes. What the hell? Michael's Where's this guy from? The e. yeah. look, at, look up this guy. Where's he from? 
Mm. It's not that important. Well, you've lost him now for the rest. I got some great emails today. Just superb. Uh, I love our emailers. They're from all around the world, by the way. Uh, get that off there, please, and put get me the Grand Canyon. Podcast one, table talk with Rookie's family. <laughs> Hasn't quite been updated recently. i got to get those guys back. What on. are we getting a could fresh please, episode? Uh, could you please yeah. get me an image to look at? If uh, you are listening to a February episode of the podcast <laughs> one with Rookie's family, check the date, okay? Check the year on that. Listen to this email. Yeah. 2017. Dear Mayor, I loved listening on the radio when I was living in Minnesota, and more so now with an on-demand podcast for from where I live now. Last week, Feb 6, you were speaking of the Green New Deal and how Congresswoman Alexandria Occasional Cortex was saying we should build trains and get rid of all airplanes. I've done the math and had to explain to my liberal friends many times on the efficiency of a jet. Oh, this is great. I fly a Boeing 777. For example, on a flight from New York to Hong Kong, we load 37 gallons of jet fuel for a 15-hour flight. 37,000. What did I say? 37. 37,000 gallons of jet fuel for a 15-hour flight. Our passenger load is between 275 and 300 people, depending on aircraft seating configuration. The trip distance is about 6,500 miles, at an average speed 570 miles an hour. It works out to be well over 50 miles per gallon per person. In addition, there can be another 20,000 pounds of cargo on board. I don't think there's a utopian driving a Prius that could go that far or that fast. Doubtful the new Tesla Roadster will either. Once again, using facts to disrupt a false narrative. Regards, Lance Zunich, senior captain, Boeing 777 Cafe Pacific Airways. Cool. Uh, wonder where he's based. I bet he's based in... Uh, Cafe Pacific Airways. In Hong Kong, probably. Isn't that something? We've done this before. Peter Egan's done it for Road and Track. Other people have done it. Breaking down the miracle that is provided by one gallon of gasoline. Oh, right. The miracle. Yeah. The miracle of one gallon of gasoline. Get your your driveway cleared, yeah. your, your lawn mowed, uh, uh, providing you the ability to move yourself uh, 25 miles down the road. You can uh, light your hump on fire. Light your hump on fire. <laughs> did you use a full gallon? I don't yeah. know what I did that day. It didn't It didn't work. Cafe uh, Pacific International Airline is the flag carrier of Hong Kong yeah. with its head office yeah. located right there. Yeah. Well, thank you, sir, for weighing in. Uh, this is from uh, Al Davis. Uh, Maybe the Al Davis who was once with the Oakland Raiders, huh? Uh, Fact-based fact based on the Feb 6 podcast during John Heights News, he mentioned that Amy Klobuchar was the first woman senator for Minnesota. Since you are a fact-based show, the fact is she was the first woman elected right. to serve in the U.S. Senate for Minnesota. Can anybody else tell me who was the first woman to serve as a senator? Uh, from Minnesota? Yeah. Muriel, wasn't Muriel it? Humphrey, yeah. who uh, took her uh, husband's seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long was she in office for? Not long, though, right? Not long. Uh, just to finish up. A year or right so. So you're telling us Mr. FYI just got FYI? Yes, he did. Hmm. We should call him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, back to yesterday's guest, uh, ecologist Matthew Fitzpatrick from the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Joe, I've, uh, I've enjoyed the way you interview guests that have opposing views. While listening to your conversation with Matthew, I heard a glimpse. I heard a glimpse behind the curtain. At thirteen oh three of the interview, Matthew said to predict what we expect. 
This flies in the face of scientific process that dictates one must form a hypothesis and then attempt to disprove it. Right. A scientific hypothesis must be falsifiable, implying that it is impossible to identify a possible outcome of an experiment or observation that conflicts with predictions deduced from the hypothesis. Otherwise, the hypothesis cannot be meaningfully tested. And to quote Sherlock Holmes, when you have eliminated all which is impossible, then whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. Fact and logic have been abandoned. I believe that Matthew and his colleagues need to take a refresher course in the scientific process. It seems they are proving their hypothesis, uh, not trying to disprove it. That's, a, that's the point. They should be trying to disprove it to make it falsifiable. Thomas Edison, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. That's right. <laughs> As always, thanks for helping keep, uh, keep my commute sane. Loyal listener, Lauren. That's Thank you. Thank you. I have uh, frequent uh, emailer Downing wishes to weigh in on the same uh, uh, topic. That is our guest yesterday, Matthew. I had a similar reaction to your interview with Matthew Fitzpatrick. He seemed like a reasonable guy. But then he was aghast that you could not see what was so obvious to him, (laughs) that the climate is changing all around us. Can't you see that, Joe? No, I don't either. He he said he told you to open your eyes. No, and I don't either, Downing writes. In my 55 years, I've seen lots of different weather. I've probably noticed it more than many since I grew up on a farm. We've had early springs and late springs. Summers when it doesn't rain and summers when it doesn't stop raining. Winters when there is no snow and winters where it won't stop snowing. Very cold winters and not so cold winters. Yes, I've seen variety in the weather from year to year, but I cannot say that I can see the climate changing. Why do others seem to think it's so obvious? Because they want to see it. It's no different than many other scares in history. If you think there's a a red under every bed, then you'll see reds under every bed. must mean commies, right? right? And if you think that climate is changing, then you think everything is climate change. But also, why was this news? They've been telling us for years that every place will warm up. We know that in the northern hemisphere, it's warmer than in the south and colder in the north. They've been saying, for instance, that trees in northern Minnesota will be replaced by trees from farther south. So if it warms up, then Minnesota will be more like Kansas now. Wasn't it always obvious that this is what it means? All they did here was pander to the dumb masses by pretending they can tell us exactly what city, your city, will become like. Apparently, concepts like North and South were too complicated and abstract for the masses. If Fitzpatrick is right, then Sid Hartman will have the last laugh. Sixty years from now, Sid will be able to say, and the good neighbor, see, I told you we were going to turn into a cold Omaha. Which is what Sid, uh, Sid yeah. that was Sid's line if when we lost he was sports. helping to uh, threaten to get the dome built. If we don't build that, we're going to be a cold Omaha because we'll lose all these teams. <laughs> Uh, Charles writes, just wanted to send you a quick email letting you know how cool it is to be listening to you on a bus going to Phan Thiet from Saigon, oh. Vietnam, about a six-hour bus ride north. I'm on my way there to teach English for six months, maybe more. I'm 35 years old and was introduced to you by my dad, Mike, who went to high school with you. But he doesn't give me his last name. I don't know. You know Mike. I don't know. It's like Mike. Rick. I'm happy to hear that your overall attitude has become more positive over the years. Oh, I, I'm not seeing that. Uh, we, right. we don't know that. <laughs> you said that's the right show? I didn't know that it was. Yeah, I, 
Right. Is that good? Right, right. Is that a good thing? <laughs> uh, proud to be a citizen of Gumption County, even from the other side of the world. Keep up the good work. Hail the flashlight king. Sincerely, Charles. Don't throw it away. Go back to the first line. Cool. Uh, K E W L. Yeah, that's how the kids do cool. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the what? Twitter thing. That's how kids spell cool. Cool. Really? Yeah. C O O L is too difficult. <laughs> right. I, I I don't know why. Cool. Cool. I just cool. know that's what they do. I have no idea. It's like why. probably the word is no longer used. It's just probs <laughs> gonna have to shovel some snow tonight. But I love that Such pronounced it cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was I was taking it literally. I I thought he was writing me in Vietnamese. <laughs> sure. Ah. I thought he was throwing ah, cool. in a Vietnamese word. Sure. Cool. Ah, cool. 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 Yeah. You remember our buddies uh, uh, Shelley and Page is the email heading. Yes. They're up in Iceland, and they were blaming us, blaming yep. me, mm-hmm. for uh, an absence of the uh, Aurora Borealis. That's they right. wanted to see them. And they felt that they were taking one for the team. They had been listening to me uh, threaten over the years to, to pack to up Iceland. and go see them somewhere. So they finally did it, and they wrote to admonish me that, thanks a lot, pal. Anywhere else you want to send us? Because we ain't seeing nothing here. Right, right. Well, and we were going to give them... We gave them some tips on places to visit in Iceland. Joe, the curse is off. Attach is a photo of our Iceland Northern Lights adventure from last night. Hmm. Seeing Northern Lights is far from assured. We hired a professional to search for a break in the clouds, and after three hours, we found them. These photos are from 1.15 a.m. Bursts only last seconds if you look close You'll see I'm wearing a twin stocking cap. Anyway, here's to you for putting Northern Lights into my head. Loving the show from Iceland. P.S. We are not the Summit Girls. Signed, Mo. Got it. Oh, because that was one of my questions. Yeah, they're not the Summit I'm Girls. wondering if we're ever going to meet Whatever the Summit Girls. Whatever happened to the Summit Girls? The Summit Girls again. Such, but th- that made me think. They hired a guide. That's what I would do. I have a bad waiter. I have fantasized about being a guide of any kind my entire life. Fishing, hunting, snowmobiling, rafting, it doesn't matter. There's a guide that will guide you to the northern Northern lights. lights. Yeah, Yeah, for a break in the clouds. Three hours it took them. I want to be that guide. How much was that? An hour. How would you learn such a thing? Well, first of all, you smoke an ounce. Yeah. Sure. And then you get out and look for them. Yeah. If you're on the weed in Iceland, that's good stuff, right? <laughs> do you recall the other day? Do you recall the other day? Do you recall the other day? That could be a song I say. Yeah. <laughs> do you recall the other day the uh, the delightful news? Uh, we thought it was delightful that the that the all of the Great Lakes are just uh, plump. They're, uh, yeah, they're, 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 yeah. Water levels are Water rising. levels are approaching record levels. And, of course, the purveyors of that story could not be happy with that. That could result in some trouble, dead landings, and, and what have you. And I was, we were trying to remember, wasn't it recently where we were being told that because of you-know-what, the Great Lakes were disappearing? Yes, evaporating. That turns out it was a story on, uh, well, it was a story in all the newspapers, but I, I happen to have the NPR version, April twenty third, 2013. So six years ago... Uh, we were told that the Great Lakes were uh, were disappearing. Vanishing. Were disappearing, uh, and they talk about a a, a, f- a freighter named uh, the American Century gliding in gliding beneath the aerial lift bridge in Duluth. Uh, dock workers were going to load it with coal, 
But when the 1,000-foot Laker departs, it holds its holds won't be full. Before workers can fully load the ship, it must first clear a shallow spot in the St. Mary's River after passing through the Sioux Locks. The river connects Lake Superior to Lake Huron, which is at record low levels. Uh, Lake Superior is also low, about a foot below its long-term average, but Lake Michigan and Lake Huron are even lower, nearly two feet below their averages. This was six years ago. Mm -hmm. Their water levels have fallen for 15 years, the result of declining rainfall and increasing evaporation. That's That's expected to significantly affect the economy of the Great Lakes region because even one inch of water makes a big difference for huge ships like the American Century. On your 1,000-foot ships, an inch of water is over 260 tons. So if you multiply that times the freight rate, then the fact that the ship makes 45 trips a year, all of a sudden we see almost an entire cargo in that ship. We see almost an entire cargo in that ship, one entire trip being consumed uh, in the reduced draft, uh, whatever that meant. Okay. But this was being blamed on... Uh, it doesn't mention our guy, does it? No. Could you... From uh, the U? Could you do me a personal favor? Mm-hmm. Go easy on NPR. <laughs> the problem is Mother Nature is working against us, and uh, uh, water levels have been uh, water levels in the Great Lake. I'm still reading from 2013. Have been below normal since the late 1900s on Lake Superior. They, I'm sorry, since the late 1990s on Lake Superior, they hit their all-time low in 07. Lake Huron and Michigan hit their historic lows in December and January. Uh, Drew Gronwold, a hydrologist with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, said the drop in water levels is largely the result of reduced rainfall and increased evaporation. Uh, uh, and this was written in such a way that uh, uh, we were to believe that the evaporation was caused by warming and uh, the lakes were in, in uh, horrible condition, only to uh, discover uh, this week that they're fine. And uh, Such, I'm willing, everything's good. Everything's good. I'm willing to bet that if these lakes are now uh, reaching or at capacity at record levels, they're also going to blame uh, global warming due to the melting ice cap. That's right. That's right. So either way, global right. warming is right. to blame. Right, man-made. Let's get man-made. back to something that's mm-hmm. fascinating and, and downing. Well, I was on to it yesterday, and then Downing picked up on it. I cannot see a changing climate. Can you? No, and he blamed uh, our location on that. We're not looking in the right spots. We're not going to the ice cap. You know, we're not seeing the icebergs breaking off and floating down the Atlantic. Yes, but he wishes to insist, he and his ilk, right, wish to insist that... It's my, a, my climate visually, is changing as much as the polar ice cap right, climate. Right. It should be apparent to and us. Then, and then what about my lilac thing? I thought that was pretty good. You know, I'm not a scientist, but oh. I've, I've gotten in the habit of taking a picture every May when the lilacs bloom. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's just weird. Yeah, we didn't I make know. fun no, of you No, he's talked about that. that on the air. I'll, I know I'll it's weird. It. I know it's weird, but, but follow his answer. Well, he said something to the effect that, well, lilacs aren't native to that region. They've been, they've been, I've been picking lilacs you for know, 65 years. You know what? We need to get a farmer on the phone because, if I remember right, last year the corn went in really early. Mm-hmm. Some years the corn and beans go in really late. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to talk to a farmer who keeps uh, records and just see when the corn goes in and then when it's harvested. Because but, I guarantee you it changes every year. But I'm, I'm now desperate to see it. We are being told by people, we are being told by people that... The climate is changing, 
And open your eyes, Joe. This fellow said, open your eyes. Right. I even admitted, hell, I can see again. I had cataract surgery. <laughs> right. I can't <laughs> see to... <laughs> it. I want to see it. Well, I'm being told that I'm not. I'm being asked to disbelieve my eyes. My eyes tell me that I'm not seeing the climate change. I'm giving Reavers a phone number. I know a guy that wants to come on, a All farmer. Right. He's going to call us. Well, how do you know got, he'd even be available? Well, well that's all. Give him, I'll give, give him a try. Yeah, no, yeah. that's his cell phone. So call that. Right. Call that number. I, you want to take a break and come back and no, see if we can right. reach this guy? Because I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, what What made you decide to uh, start taking the photos of the lilacs? Yeah, that is. Uh, I, I apologize, but that's just weird, Joe. Let me see if I got it here. I don't know why. Uh, because they're pretty. So you actually have them on your phone? I'll show you, Kenny. Right now? I'm going to get them right here for you. I'm going to get them. Don't worry. I've got Kenny's farmer ready. His what? Kenny's farmer. Well, this is more buddy. important than Kenny's farmer. I don't know who that is. All Just right. a minute. Uh, for some re- Well, you know what? I love lilacs. I love the way they smell. And for some reason, I got curious. Maybe it was all the climate change talk in the world. I got curious. So I started taking pictures. Of when I, I found them to be most... Uh, Joe, don't never let anybody tell you that you're a normal guy, okay? May 25th, 2017. Yeah, that sounds about right. May 25th, 2017. When should it be? You want to see what 2018 was? <laughs> I oh suppose I do. I, I don't know. We're, going, we're here to. for two hours, so why not? <laughs> but I, I encourage you, all my fans to do the same thing. Go out there and take pictures of uh, the lilac bushes, <laughs> and you'll be surprised at what you... Uh, Discover he might want to give a fake name, Chris, but I guarantee he's got more invested. What did in I say? What did I say? Twenty uh, twenty seventeen March, March, March May twenty sixth May twenty sixth yeah. May twenty seventh twenty eighteen. How about that? And that was after that. That is remarkably that close. was after that very significant mid April snowstorm. This is a guy that's got Who more is this? more Tom. more Tom? money invested in one combine than all of us have together. Tom, hello. What's your last name? Wilson. What? Wilson. Wilson? Yes, sir. Where Where do you farm, Tom? He farms in my area. Don't up in Alex, up that way? Don't give it away. I, I prefer not to say how many acres I have. <laughs> but Ma said, you guys are talking about planting the corn? Yeah. It's funny you have such an accent for, for you, that part of the country. I came from a different part of the country. But now, when I was talking to you last right fall. Right now, I'm just, Mom told I came in for lunch, and Mom had He's some hard of delicious sausage corn chowder. Hey, Tom. And I'm eating it right now. Tom. Tom, when I was talking to you last fall, you said you were farming right around 7,000. You own a couple thousand, and you're renting uh, the rest. Is that yeah. is that hold true for next year, too? Sure as hell does. That's, uh, right now, it's the best thing you can do. Well, I guess what we were wondering is, uh, I bet... We used to farm way back, probably about 64, 65. We ran it all ourselves. You, you, I had about 11 kids. Mm-hmm. We moved up here from the south. We were down in Texas, but the land just we couldn't turn it. Can I ask you a question, sir? We couldn't turn it. Sir? Yes, sir. This is Kenny. This is Joe. Yep. All right, Joe. Sounds good. Corn chowder. Some summers you get a lot of rainfall, and some summers you don't. That kind of thing. In other words, we're that, one. That pretty much. You must be a city. That's pretty much summarizes it. Sometimes <laughs> it's more. Sometimes it's less. But my question, sir, my question is: You're yep. a man of the land. You uh, presumably are an observant fellow. Have you seen the climate change? 
What do you mean by C? Have you observed a changed climate in your farming lifetime? Are summers hotter, are winters colder, or vice, vice versa? You mean like more wind? No, I, I wasn't really talking more about rain? wind. I, I, I would like to ask you again. More chowder, please, Ma. Tom? I can't make the question any clearer, you know Tom. Hey, how old are you, Tom? 68. Tom, are you at the Legion? Are you doing some day drinking, my oh, friend? I just came in. I, I know some people have been doing day drinking today, but I just came in from outside. Tom. Cold as hell up here. Tom. It's 20 degrees. One last time. Yep. You're 68 years old. You've been farming. That means, I would imagine, for, oh, 48. Let's call it 50 years. Would that be I'd fair? 50, probably even more. All right. Have you observed anything that would compel you to say that you've seen the climate change? I don't know if I... Uh, I couldn't say I've seen it change. Right. What could you say? I ain't, I ain't seen it change yet. But you mean like winter to summer? <laughs> in, other words, in other words, you're like me. You have, not, you have made no observation about the climate changing, which is different from weather. We've all seen different weather. Hey, you got summer? You got winter? That's right. Tom, oh, let me refresh your memory. When I spoke with you last fall, it came. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm down in the cities. Yeah, in the ghetto. Oh, come back up. Yeah, I'll be up Friday. Watch the grill in your underwear. Yeah, I'll be up Friday afternoon. Uh, but I'll Tom, be over. when when I asked you on uh, last fall when we were talking, you said you know weather is weather, and that's what crop insurance is for, right? Oh yes, right. Yep. So you know, you can't predict the weather. Do you get all that wood cut up? Yeah. Good. You need a cord? Yeah. You need a cord drop off a cord, would you? I'll load it up in the trailer and bring it on over. I'm going to uh, I'm going to take from this, Tom, yep. uh, that you have not observed a changing climate. Hell no, there ain't no change. All right. Some days are hotter, some days are colder. That's right. Some trout is better, some trout is not. Yes, you're you're like a guy I know who always manages to get everything back to food. Tom, I'm almost uh, done. Yeah, Tom, I'll see you this weekend. Okay, hang right. up, hang up the phone. Thank uh, you, sir. Hey, I'll bring the wine. Thank right. you, thank yeah. you, thank you very much. Thank you. I thank think you. he was at the Legion. I, I think so. Why don't we take a short uh, time out here, Reavers? Could we do that, please?